What's going on, everybody? Happy New Year and uh, belated Merry Christmas to you. And uh, today, what we're going to talk about here, we're going to talk a lot about a good stuff, but we're going to also talk about the sad stuff as well. And also, before we get started on the show, I want to give a happy birthday shout out to my friend Chloe, who, who has a birthday today. And if she's listening to us right now, hope you enjoy our show and also uh, learn something from us. And, uh, th- and, and thank you for being my friend this past year. And I can't wait to build on our friendship for many years to come. What a nice way to start the show. Thank you so much. You're, you're, you're absolutely, you're welcome. So I wanted to start it off that way just to get it out of the way. Cause I was thinking about someone today for someone's birthday and I had to, and I had to do that. And I think it was only right. It was, where's, go ahead. No, go ahead. I'm, no, I was saying, yeah, I think it's a great way to start the show and it was the right way to start the show. And I'm excited to dive in and really share with what we have um, built up for the show today. On today, what, let's start off with some sad news around the on New Year's Day. The NBA and the whole world of fans of basketball suffered a big time death and loss. In former NBA commissioner David Stern passing away due to brain issues that he that he had, and he was in critical condition throughout Christmas and throughout New Year's. And on on the first day of 2020, we experienced sadness in the game of basketball. Absolutely. Um, I completely agree with you. Tons of um, former NBA players and current NBA players, um, you know, poured out on Twitter and Instagram showing their support um, for his family and also just sharing their thoughts and experiences that they have encountered um, throughout the years that David Stern um, has um, been a part of the NBA. Absolutely. I mean, David Stern achieved a lot in the NBA. He expanded the NBA from 23 teams to 30 teams, brought the WNBA and G Leagues, no, and then also handled two or three lockouts. And I think that even though I have, a, I have tremendous respect for uh, David Stern, I just think that I just didn't really like him for just this one reason was if we had, if the Lakers were to have Chris Paul. Um, yeah, I mean, I can understand where you're coming from, but I think all in all that, um, like you mentioned, he's done a lot of monumental things um, for the NBA, as well as shedding light on the WNBA and the talent that the women um, bring, as well as, you know, really developing that G League, which we see now has really created a lot of great stars um, in this league. So I think hats off for him for the work that he put in um, throughout his um, career and again, we just send our condolences to his family, and um, we appreciate the fact that we had the time with him that we did. And um, I think that we're going to be seeing a lot of people throughout the rest of this NBA season honor him in their own way. Yes, and we found out today that uh, for the rest of the season, the players will be wearing black uh, bands in honor of David Stern, along with the uh, referees. Absolutely. So that's just what are two ways that we're going to be seeing him honored throughout the season. And I can't wait to see what other people decide to do um, on their own. Um, definitely a sad thing to hear once we're starting this new year and new decade. Um, but again, um, he left a great legacy with the NBA. He sure did. And uh, except for that, except for that Chris Paul veto trade to the Lakers that I did not like that he that he did that. Yeah, 
I mean, I'm pretty sure there's a lot of other people that are out there that are upset, upset about that. But I mean, if we look at the Lakers now, I think that um, a lot of Laker fans could be happy with the way things have turned out um, as of today. And actually, I'm, I'm on the statement that we're Adam Silver, our current commissioner, said something about Adam, about about David Stern, and uh, I really liked what he said. What I, in his statement, Adam Silver said that that David Stern was a dear friend of his, and he looked up to him. Absolutely, and and I don't see why not. I mean, um, you know, he was a great man. He did great things for the league, and I think that. Um, you know, he is well-spoken about from a lot of people, and we're seeing it even more so now that he has passed on. The uh, commissioner's role to to uh, to Adam Silver from Stern? Yes, I mean, it's understandable why he would um, admire a man like David Stern. Yeah, and speaking of Adam Silver, I actually have no issues with him as the commissioner of the NBA. I like him. Um, yeah, I think it's, I think it's um, a great fit for him. He gets along with the players. He's a players commissioner, and uh, and I I felt like the last time I saw David Stern in public was when he uh, when when it was his last day in the league office, and he passed that ball to Adam Silver with his signature on the basketball. Yes, exactly. Because on the current basketball right now, it's it has Adam Silver's signature on it. Yes, it does. Um, I think that um, it's going to be interesting to see how he if he's going to continue to implement um, some of the things that he's learned from David Stern. Um, So it's going to be interesting to see how things move on. But I know that, um, like I mentioned, um, David Stern was well-respected and is going to still be respected. And people are going to carry on his legacy and implement what he um, has kind of brushed off on them um, with his time being here with us. And also an important question is, even though I I disagree with Adam Silver with just this one thing that I – could have concerns with. Do you think the NBA could include an in-season tournament and potentially reduce the season to 78 games? I'm going to say no to that one. Absolutely Um, not. And why do you say no? Because I feel like that you're adding more games and I think players will get hurt. Okay. And what do you think about it? I think I understand where they're coming from. It's another entertainment level, something different, but I do agree on just the wear and tear of the bodies. Right. Um, you know, there's just within the course of the season as it is now, I, you know, you never guaranteed to go through to, for a player to play throughout the whole season. Um, and I think it's just going to, again, like you mentioned, really just speak to the fact of um, individuals, you know, overexerting their bodies um, and putting themselves even more on the line than they already do. Um, I think it was a, it was a great um, thought, but I don't know if it's going to be um, – a great fit in terms of just the health of the athletes. I'm going to say no to that one because I, I like how the NBA is structured 82 games. And then you have your best eight teams and prospective conferences going to the playoffs. Yep. I completely agree with you. I think as it stands, it's great um, for now. Now let's talk about a developing story. Do you think Andre Drummond gets traded? Cause I heard the Hawks and Pistons are discussing it, but I'm going to say, no, I don't think Andre Drummond leaves Detroit. Um, You never know. Um, there's even been talks that out, out here in Canada that the Raptors are looking interested in, in um, having him a part of their roster and what they're building out there. Um, so we'll see. I'm a change of role of Marc Gasol. Yeah, most definitely. Um, I mean, we'll see. 
Um, if the talks are coming about, hmm, who knows? There might be something in the works. I don't really oppose um, the idea of it at all. Um, but I guess we're just going to have to wait and see and watch this story. Yes, absolutely. So now with that, now we got that question out of the way. Let's preview tonight's Laker game. And that's going to be tipping off in just about a half an hour from now. I know you'll be watching this. The Lakers are going to host the New Orleans Pelicans. But the thing is, I'm still antsy about seeing Zion Williamson out there. He hasn't even played yet. But I still think he's going to play this year. But it's going to be a matter of time when. But I heard he's practicing. He looks good at practice. But I think he. I think by the time he's fully healthy, I think by the time February rolls around, I think you, you can expect to see him. Absolutely. I mean... Um, you know, there has been talks that, you know, he's slowly getting back on his feet. He did um, return to practice um, as of yesterday, um, I believe. So it is, you know, looking great um, on his side um, after, you know, he's, he's underwent um, knee surgery there. Um, but again, I think that it's going to be slow and steady for him. Um, it does um, quite, you know, lose a little bit of the um, effect, if you will, or the excitement surrounding him as he entered the NBA this year being that he was the number one NCAA player. But I think that, you know, sometimes you have to kind of get kicked down and get back up again. And I think that we're all going to see great things from him. But I do believe that he won't be returning. Um, like, I would say about 70, 80% um, healthy onto the court, maybe even 90%. I would say maybe after All-Star break, might even be later on um, at the end of, more nearing the end of um, February. That's probably really – that's a good realistic guess. But I think that a lot of experts are saying that he should just miss the whole season just to be safe because the Pelicans really want to protect him. But I don't think so. I kind of want to see him play at some point this year, which I think he will. But it'll be a matter of when. And I think he also wants to get out there too and play and really show what he can do um, for his rookie season. Um, again, if it's not at the end of February, as this is just my personal opinion, I do think that, you know, he could be rested out. Um, I don't know if he's going to sit well with that. But again, as we know, once February hits, the season is really um, winding down quite quickly. Um, so if he doesn't end up touching the court this year, um, it will be a little bit of a disappointment just to see what he could have brought um, in his rookie season. But again, health is vital for these athletes. And I think with him still being so young and his potential still um, so far ahead of him, um, I think that it will be in his best interest um, if he's not 100% healthy by the time um, All-Star break comes around, that maybe that he just um, should sit out on the sidelines and just work on rehabbing, resting, and just getting as many minutes in in practice. Yeah, I could see that. And uh if he misses the whole season, I'm not going to make a big deal out of it. I really I really don't think that the Pelicans don't want to pull a Greg Oden kind of situation. No, absolutely. And I think it's smart of them. You know, you definitely want to protect a player that you brought into the franchise um, that can potentially carry this franchise. Um, I think you definitely want to prote protect him. And like I said, he's still so young. For him to lose um, or potentially, you know, hinder – um, his longevity in the NBA um, becoming because he wants to rush and come back to play this season. I think it would be um, a foolish decision. So whatever they decide, I know it's going to be in the best interest of the franchise, but most impo importantly, the best interest um, for Zion Williamson. Absolutely. And then also in tonight's game, I can't wait to see 
couple player former favorite Lakers of mine make their returns to Staples Center, and that is Lonzo Ball, Brandon Ingram, and Josh Hart. But I really think Brandon Ingram has finally broke his stride. I felt like he – I wish he could have done that last year with the Lakers, but I also realized that he didn't fit well with LeBron. But with him in New Orleans, I really think he's found a home down there. I think it- – I think he has. I think that the change, you know, brought this inner dog out of him. I think that, you know, there's a sense of less pressure. He's able to make mistakes. He's able to play freely and really learn more of the game and his style and what he and how he decides to be um, as, a, as a player. And I think we're seeing that come, uh, seeing him, excuse me, come more into his own. And I think it's always fun to watch and it's always great to see, especially when um, a player was so um, really integrated into the system and brought into a, a particular franchise, um, being that they would be the best fit and seeing their potential. And now seeing it out in, in, in New Orleans, it's great. I think it's going to be an exciting matchup tonight. Uh, there's going to be a showdown by, between so many of the players as they are protecting their home court and guys are coming in back into a stadium that they once claimed as their own um, and proving to the guys that, hey, you missed out on us. Um, you made the wrong choice. And I think we're going to see a lot of that tonight. It's going to be exciting to watch. Um, and I'm just excited um, to see what the Pelicans um, are going to bring um, matching up with the Lakers tonight. They're 11 and 23, but they're, they have a lot of really good talented players, but I think who the Lakers, what the the Lakers made a smart choice when they got Anthony Davis was to keep Kyle Kuzma. I know he's off. I think that, even though he's surfaced on trade rumors again, which is kind of upsetting me, he is off limits in any trade talk, period. I think so. I mean, you know, there's always this around this time of year, as we know, as um, trade deadline will be soon approaching. You know, there's always a lo- numerous amounts of names that are out in the press, whether it's true or not, um, you know, it is what it is. Um, but I think that Kyle Kuzma is also finding his gra- gra- um, his um self with the Lakers and becoming more of his own player and just finding his groove again after his injury. Yeah. He had another ankle injury again. And I feel like that, uh, I don't see, I don't see the Lakers moving on from Kyle Kuzma because for me, I think Kyle Kuzma is going to be a special player for the Lakers for so many years to come. I definitely agree with you. He has a lot of potential and we're slowly starting to see that now. But you know what I kind of want to see is Frank Vogel to make that lineup change and put him in the starting lineup so that you have Avery Bradley and KCP come off the bench in, in, cer- in certain situations. No, yeah, I like that. I think that's a, I think that's a great switch up. Um, hopefully we can see that um, as this, um, before the season comes to an end. Because I think Frank Vogel should make a lineup change because I really feel like LeBron James playing small four could kind of wear him out. That's why I like him at point guard the best. No, I I definitely agree with you. And we talked about this many times, and Anthony Davis has praised LeBron James for his passing ability. And LeBron James, I really like his passing ability. And I really think that uh, even though that he missed that one game against Denver, that definitely killed the Lakers in that sense. But having LeBron and AD on the court is a much better scenario than being without them both completely. Yeah, most definitely. I completely agree with you in that sense. I think that having them both on the floor, it not only helps um, the Lakers and the offensive side, but I think it also kind of um, really deteriorates the um, um, the opposing team when they're on the offense. So I think that um, 
you definitely can't have one without the other on the court. We'll talk about the other games for the Lakers in just a minute. So, uh, a reca- we didn't get to talk about this two few weeks ago, but what were your thoughts on the Christmas Day games? But I was like oh and f- oh oh and five in my Christmas Day picks because I picked some of the home teams to win, like the Lakers. I picked Milwaukee to beat Philadelphia. I picked Toronto, your team to beat the Celtics, and then I picked Denver to beat the uh, Pelicans. But some of the teams that I picked in these games lost. Most of them did. Yeah, I completely agree with you. I had the same uh, predictions heading in uh, before these games even approached. And I was quite surprised, too, to see how everything um, ended out. Um, It's definitely going to be an interesting season as we come towards that more of that playoff push and really seeing what these teams are going to do and lay out on on, on the floor each night. Um, For the Lakers, yeah, I definitely thought they were going to take that game. Uh, It was an exciting matchup. But again, it just shows how tough, how resilient um, Kawhi Leonard is. What an incredible player he is um, on any team that he he um, is a part of. Um, he's definitely a man that anyone needs to look out for. Um, and it just goes to show, even when you have probably the two of the best players um, on the team, um, on one team, excuse me, you know, you just sometimes can't get past certain players that are just uh, so good at what they do, and Kawhi Leonard is one of those players. Um, in terms of the Raptors, I was a little bit disappointed again, um, but I knew going into that matchup that it was going to be a tough one, um, and they, they tried to battle it out as much as they could, um, but again, it was one of those where you're like, wow, um, you know, you just don't know where things are going to head um, and lead towards. Um, so it was definitely, it was exciting in the sense of it was completely what I unexpected, which made it more fun to watch. Yes, it did. And also, I I was also surprised that Houston could not beat Golden State without Steph Curry and Klay Thompson. I was so mad at the Rockets for that. I thought that it was going to be a, a knockout of the park for Houston because how bad Golden State is without Steph Curry and Klay Thompson. But they still, the Warriors still had Draymond Green and uh, the Warriors beat the Rockets with their like second string stars. No, absolutely. They definitely came out and put out a show. I mean, they're really fighting hard. They're letting people know that, hey, you just can't be sleeping on us for too long. Um, um, but I was definitely a little bit shocked and surprised. Um, disappointed, to say the least, that um, Houston couldn't take it. But, I mean, hats off to Golden State Warriors. They played a tremendous ball game, but I really think that when they get Steph Curry and Clay Thompson back next season, they're going to be dangerous again. Most definitely, yeah. But I just don't think it's their year right now. This year, I don't think it's their year. Yeah, I don't think so either. But do you think next year they'll be a top five team in the West with the Lakers and the Clippers and the Nuggets and the Rockets? Well, I think I think so. I could see that happening, most definitely. Yeah, and I think they gotta they gotta find a way to change up their bench. Yes, they they definitely need to. And I still think they'll keep their lottery pick. I think they'll get James Wiseman with the number one pick. I think he could really fit in with that young core. And the Warriors needing a better center over Willie Cauley-Stein. Okay. Because Willie Cauley-Stein is more of a backup. Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, most definitely, yeah. Because he's okay, but Wiseman is more of this generational talent out of Memphis. But he's not playing in Memphis because he's preparing for the NBA draft. Mm Mm-hmm. And I think James Wiseman is going to be a special player in the NBA. Yeah, most definitely. 
when you look at the players that entered the league at, at age 18 or 19. Mm-hmm. So I, I also, and I want to point out here what I didn't like about the Lakers Clippers Christmas day game is that out of bounds call. And the ref was so blind by calling that because it was not off LeBron. It was off of Patrick Beverly. No. Yeah. I definitely didn't agree with that um, as well. I was like, uh, are we looking at the same play here or is it just me? I can't sometimes understand what the crew chief says. Cause sometimes when we watch the refs, like we talked about many times, the, the crew chief has a microphone on. And sometimes I don't get what they're saying when they talk to the scores table about if the call is going to be overturned or not. No. Yeah. It, it's, it's definitely hard to make out sometimes um, what they're discussing. Cause because when you watch the broadcast, sometimes I hear them say uh, technical foul on who I'm like, they say number six. I'm like, can you speak up louder, please? So I just want to hear what's going on. What's going on. Yeah. I just want to hear what, ha- what happened, what they were, what they were talking about or something, but they also review clear pack fouls. But really I kind of think that when it comes to coaches challenges, they should save it in the fourth quarter, not use the one in the early in the game. Cause if you, if you use one and then win or lose that challenge and you're done. Mm-hmm. I think the Lakers were out of that challenge in that game. Most definitely, yeah. That's why I thought that that kind of changed the complexion of the game, that Patrick Beverly uh, out-of-bounds call, and Patrick Beverly, again, was bad-mouthing the Lakers, which I don't like. I think Patrick Beverly needs to kind of calm himself. Mm-hmm. The Clippers are good, but I just think the Lakers are the better team. Oh, yeah, I definitely agree with you. And the, the next time I see the Lakers play the Clippers, I just want to see a Laker win. <laughs> Most definitely. Which I think will happen, but the Clippers just got lucky that game, that night. They did. But they should have lost. Um, I think so. Um, but again, it just goes to show um, how tough and resilient this, this team is. Yeah, I mean, especially having Kawhi Leonard down the stretch. He makes things interesting. He definitely so, does. Paul George. Mm-hmm. And then this past week, the Lakers, after, after losing four straight, they rebounded, they beat Portland, they beat Dallas, and then they beat Phoenix. But Phoenix is, is kind of up and down lately. Yeah, they are. They're on and they're off. Some days are great. Some days are not so great. And then Lakers having revenge on Dallas to end 2019 was something sweet. Most definitely. I think that was def- definitely so far one of my favorite games of last year. Along with beating Portland in this mm. almost at the end of December. Yeah. Yeah. So also, uh, let's talk about let's also talk about the upcoming Raptors games. So uh, they play the Brooklyn Nets tomorrow. That should be another intriguing game. But Brooklyn, they get KD back. Watch out for Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. So what are your thoughts for Toronto in these recent games? They kind of been uh, so-so, but. Still fourth in the East, and they haven't lost a step. Um, yeah, I definitely agree. Definitely not playing their best basketball. I think that they definitely need to hold things in uh, because they can quickly go down and slip um, past that fourth spot there. Um, so we'll see. I think that they're just lacking something. I mean, you know, again, Pascal Siakam is doing great, but, you know, he has his moments where, like, you're looking like, okay, guys, like, he's not the only one on the team or it's everybody else. Um, I think if they can play more team basketball instead of just alternate games of it being one person stealing the show, I think that's going to help them be able to capitalize on wins and just really to play great basketball for four quarters. 
Yes, and also Pascal Siaka and Marcus Sol did not even play the Christmas game. They were nope. they're, they're both out indefinitely because mm-hmm. of injury. I don't know. If, I, I thought that means that they're out for the season. That doesn't mean that if they're out indefinitely. That means they just need time to heal. That's why that means out indefinitely. Exactly. And we can definitely see that those two presents are definitely um, needed and missed out on the floor. If they were if they were healthy in that game against the Celtics on Christmas Day, if Siakam and Gasol were playing in that game healthy, then the Raptors would have won that game. I totally agree with you. But I think Serge Ibaka is a good next man up kind of guy. No, most definitely. Yes, he is. But and you still have Fred Van Fleet, but I didn't think that was enough for them to get the job done against Boston. No, most definitely not. They needed they needed a stronger presence out on the floor. Siakam is that big presence, but do you know when he's coming back? There's not any word of as of yet um, when he is um, stepping back onto the court. I know that's kind of got a lot of um, Raptors fans. I'm a little bit antsy. Um, we'll see. I'm hoping it's going to be before we get head into All-Star break. And also Norman Powell is still out indefinitely, but they still have a long way to go. But I feel like that they should be back after the All-Star break so that because it's the stretch run after the All-Star break. And I think after the All-Star break, then that's when they're really needed. No, Yeah, of course. Because I don't think you want to play them now because it's an 82-game season. You know the Toronto Raptors are going to be in the playoffs. But saving Siakam and Norman and Norman Powell and Marcus Saul for the playoffs is really what's going to fuel this Raptors team. Mm-hmm. But that's why I think you don't need them now. I agree. And see what see what Serge could do in the lineup. And uh, I really think I think that uh, I think Toronto's in a good place heading into tomorrow. And I think that uh, I think there's a guy. I think Fred Van Fleet should be in the All Star game. I agree. I think he most definitely should be. It's going to be interesting to see um, who Canada votes out um, in terms of the Raptors players. If he gets snubbed, I'd be mad. <laughs> um, it's going I to like be- that guy. No. I like Fred Van Fleet. He's-, he's really good at ball handling, and he had a he was one of the reasons why he he brought the Raptors to the finals. He was like one of the key. He could have been a Finals MVP last year, but this year he picked up right where he left off. Uh, absolutely, and I think um, he's a great hustler, um, someone that he's spoken about that he bet on himself to even be in this league, and he's proving day after day that he deserves to be where he is. Only 25 years old, and he still has a lot of a lot of uh, game left in him. Exactly. But talk about if Vince Carter were to come back. He's played in three decades now. I know. And he is in good shape. He, he is. Um, but, but eventually he'll retire, but I feel like he still can get it done. I think so too. I think we have a couple more seasons with him. Um, in the I league. I want to see him back in Toronto. I, I think it would be nice for him to come back full circle. I think the so fans, that he can play in the playoffs. Yeah. I think the fans would love it. Yeah. But he's not really a starter anymore though. No, he's not. Um, and I think he's accepted that, um, quite gracefully. Um, I still like him. I still like Vince Carter. I think Vince Carter is still a good dunker. He is. Um, I think that he still has some life in him. Um, so, yeah, again, I think that we're going to see a, a couple more seasons with him. And helping out this young Atlanta uh, Hawks team is definitely a good presence to have. Absolutely. I think he's a great mentor for, the, for, their, for their young core. I think they're going to learn some great things um, from him. 
um, as they continue to grow in their NBA careers. Yes, and also let's talk about the Lakers after the game today against New Orleans. They play against your old coach and Dwayne Casey and the Detroit Pistons, but there are rumors about Andre Drummond being traded. I don't picture him being traded from the Pistons, nor do I with Blake Griffin. I think both of them have found homes in Detroit. But at the same time, I really think that the Lakers will come will come out on top against the Detroit Pistons. I agree with you. I think this is a game that they should easily go and and collect the W. And with the Pistons, you don't think they'll trade Drummond. I think the Pistons are in a good place right now still. I agree with you. I think that they are in a good place. Um, you know, with, there's always a talks, talks that arise at this time. Um, but again, we'll see. But I think that um, Draymond is a great fit. Um, sorry, Drummond is a great fit um, for the Pistons as of now. Yes, and looking at the standings, uh, they're really not that far off from the eighth spot. But Orlando's probably the slightly better team to make the playoffs when the season ends. Yeah, they possibly could be. That's why I'm thinking there with this wide open eighth spot in the East. And I think Brooklyn and Indiana have really gotten the six, seven spots down. And I really think Boston will end up being the number five seed. And I think Philly will be number two. Mm-hmm. Cause I really think the East is, the East is getting better, but at the same time, I think the top, I think Philadelphia is already a number two team in the East. Mm-hmm. Despite they're about to lose right now to, to the Rockets. Yeah. But I really like both teams in that game before the one that you'll watch with the Lakers. But Philly and Houston is definitely a, a NBA Finals match in the future. I think so, too. But I don't know if Mike D'Antoni can lead them there. That's my only concern. Okay. Because I don't uh, – do you think D'Antoni could lead the Rockets to the Finals? Um, or no? I Does agree he... with you. I don't, I don't think it's their time as of yet, so I would say no. Do you think D'Antoni's ruining the careers of James Harden and Russell Westbrook in their primes? Um, I wouldn't go that far. I think that, you know, at the end of the day, it's not the coach that goes out there and play. Um, play. It is the players themselves. So I think that Harden and everybody else needs to really um, buckle in and make the season the, what they want it to be. Um, the coach can only in, um, implement the game plans and push um, his men to their potential. Um, but again, it's up to the players themselves to really go out and execute. And now let's talk about the Lakers game on Tuesday night, which is definitely a laughing stock game, that's for sure, when the New York Knicks come to L.A. to play the Lakers. I mean, the Lakers should beat New York by a large, large margin. I agree. And I think everybody in the NBA is going to beat the New York Knicks right now because of how bad they are. But there's some teams that New York – has beaten the the number 14 team or the number 12 team in the east. Mm-hmm. New York is right now number 13 in the in the in the east, but I think that Atlanta is going to definitely find its peak and get past New York. No, yeah, they should. Since Atlanta right now is 7 and 28, but I'm like, you know what? It's not all on Lloyd Pierce, but I feel like 7 and 28 for the Hawks is just growing pains. Mm-hmm. That's how I view it. No, yeah, I agree with you. But it's not really Lloyd Pierce's fault. I think this Atlanta Hawks team is going through growing pains, but I do think they'll get past the New York Knicks. I think so, too. For the number 13 spot in the East and get past Cleveland because they're a better team. Atlanta's a better team than New York and Cleveland right now. Yes, they are. So the Lakers should handle 
should easily should easily beat New York before their toughest road trip coming up because the Lakers next Friday, we'll talk about this next Friday when the Lakers play Luka Doncic and the Mavs for the final time next Friday, which I think it's, I think, and after that, then who knows when the Lakers will meet with the Mavericks. They could meet again in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. When I look at their upcoming schedule and playing in Dallas is tough, but really I like what Dallas is doing. I agree with you. I definitely like what Dallas is doing. I think that, um, you know, Doncic is a phenomenal player right now. I've spoken to numerous people and they're like, the way he's playing, like, you to ask anybody, a lot of people are like, I'm really feeling what Luka Doncic is doing this season. Um, and he's great. I think I know another Euro talent that the NBA um, picked up. Um, and I think that he's going to be someone that we're going to really be talking about for years to come. This is- and then the Lakers have a back-to-back, so they have not lost back-to-back games. They've been really good in playing back-to-back games. Next Saturday, they take on Chris Paul and the surging OKC Thunder. And I think OKC could definitely finally say, hey, we're a better team without Russell Westbrook. We could build with Chris Paul. Mm-hmm. And I think it's worked out with Chris Paul and OKC. I think the the Thunder are surging right now. No, yeah, most definitely. And I think that the rap, I think the Lakers will have a tough test, even though Toronto just played OKC. They, OKC won by one point. But I really could see OKC definitely being a team that's a sneaker in the in the eighth spot in the West, mm-hmm. which I could see happening. No, yeah, most definitely. But again, they'll get knocked out. You think so? Yeah, I could see them either being eight or seven, but I'm gonna say seven because I think the eighth spot will be San Antonio or Portland. Because mm-hmm. I really think I'm not I, there. It would be ridiculous if the Spurs missed the playoffs. I, I know what you mean, but at the same time, I don't know. Like I said from the beginning of the season, I'm not quite sure about them. Well, I mean, you know, they got DeJounte Murray, but they, they have Pop. Greg Popovich is the one that you can't underestimate. Yeah, but I don't know if he's just enough for them. I think I, the players aren't really really there right now. You know, remember, Murray just came off of a an injury, um, you know, DeMar DeRozan has been playing his best um, this season. So, we, we'll see. So, also, let's talk about upcoming Raptors game. So, you got Brooklyn tomorrow, and then Tuesday at home, you got Portland, and you should beat Portland. Portland's kind of had an up-and-down year, but I feel like that when they get Joseph Nurkic back, that could provide a spark for them for the playoff run, but it might not be enough if the Portland Trailblazers would return to the playoffs. No, yeah, most definitely. So you guys should beat them. And then on Wednesday, you have a back-to-back, second of a back-to-back, and you go to Charlotte and play the Hornets. Yeah, I think that a Horn- the, um, with the Hornets, I think that we should be able to um, win that game easily. Um, let's see, what. Let's see though. But I think that, um, granted that hopefully Siakam will um, be playing. But again, I think it will be a little bit too early as a groin injury is quite aggravating. Um, but I think regardless if it, Siakam is playing or not, regardless of Gasol is out or not, I think that this is a game that Raptors should be able to handle. Yeah, and also um, and also next Friday we'll also talk about their matchup against San Antonio and DeMar DeRozan returning to Toronto, which I think fans could definitely boo. But at the same time, Masai, it was worth the risk for Masai's jury to move on from DeRozan. Yeah. 
It was. Because I think the Raptors are a better team now without DeRozan. They're more loose with Nick Nurse. But if DeRozan were still there, I think he would have thrived with Nick Nurse. I agree. But Nick Nurse is a good coach, though. He is. He is a good coach. There's no question about that. He's He kind of looks like this character from Like Mike. If you watch that basketball movie, that's yeah. what he looks like with the glasses. Mm-hmm. And also, with that being said, talk about let's talk about some Laker games and Raptor games to be excited about in the month of January. I can't wait to see the Lakers play the Clippers again, and then they go to Boston to play the Celtics and, and on Martin Luther King Jr. Day, the Civil Rights game. I think that's going to be a fantastic ball game, and I think the East Coast and West Coast rivalry is back on between the Lakers and the Celtics. Yeah. And then for the Raptors, what games are you kind of excited about in the month of January? Honestly, there is quite there is a couple that I'm uh, that I'm definitely excited about. Um, let's start off with. Let me see here. Give me one second. I think I'm gonna start with. Hmm, we're gonna we're gonna go down into about mid um, January. I think for me, I'm excited to see them play against um, the Timberwolves um, as well, uh, which is January 18th. Then the following game there on the 20th against Atlanta Hawks. Um, again, also, they play Sixers two days later on January 22nd. That could be. I mean, that's that's definitely that's definitely looks like a tougher schedule for the Raptors, but the Lakers have somewhat of an easy and tough schedule in the month of January. But all in all, it's, it's looking pretty good for the Lakers, but I really think that the Lakers are definitely going to have a good stretch run. And I can't wait to see what the second half of the season brings when February rolls around. I cannot wait to see the All-Star game in Chicago next month. I completely agree with you. And I think and, – and also when we talk about captains, I think even though LeBron and Giannis were captains, I think it should be Giannis and Luka Doncic as the international captains for the All-Star squads. Mm-hmm. They should be team captains, and I think uh, – I also can't wait to see the uh, what you call this. I cannot wait to see the uh, Rising Stars game this year. Yes, this year is going to be a really good game, I think. And when, when I because it's going to be past year's draft class on the world team against the U.S. team with up and coming stars. Mm-hmm. And it's been and this rookie class is great. And I think next year's rookie class is going to be unbelievable. I agree. With Weissman and and uh, and also Cole Anthony, Greg Anthony's son on North Carolina, who I think is going to be a uh, star. And also LaMelo Ball. Mm-hmm. Do you think LaMelo Ball will be even better with that, than Lonzo? Mm, I'm not quite sure about that. Or you think LaMelo Ball is going to be a good player? I think he's going to be good. I think he's going to be a decent player. Absolutely. So that being said, I'll talk to you next Friday and enjoy tonight's Lakers game and uh, definitely message each other after the game. Absolutely. Same to you.